At WCSG, our bullpen is where your WCSG DJs spend time warming up and getting ready for your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your midday, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Steve. And I'm Brittany. Welcome Welcome to to the bullpen. Well, welcome to the bullpen and welcome to episode 20. If episodes were like years of podcasts, then we'd be as old as NSYNC, who debuted 20 years ago. Uh, Also Mm. as old as Google, the movie Armageddon, (laughs) Baby Bottle Pops, uh, Game Boy Color, and the release of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Wow, Armageddon. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. Went on a date for that movie. Remember the Aerosmith song, The Ballad? Oh, yeah. Yes. Don't want to miss a thing. Don't want to miss a thing. That was from that that movie? Liv yes, Tyler yes. In it. Okay. and Ben Affleck we used the animal crackers on her tummy, and it was uh, like, oh, that's so romantic. And now you think about that now, and that's just crumbs, weird. Crumbs, crumbs, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. super doing? inappropriate. You yes, guys. <laughs> sorry, Steve. Uh, we may not be twenty years old, but twenty episodes is still worth celebrating. We've got a special show for you this week, complete with a very special guest who enjoys Starry Nights and candy. <laughs> And seasons, please help us welcome Chris August. Yay! Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Chris, what have you been up to lately? Oh, what have I been up to? It's been. Um, I got married a couple, you know, since probably the last time I've seen y'all mm-hmm. uh, about two and a half years ago. Congratulations! And thank yeah, you. No That'll change your life. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. What? My You're life just is different. This. It's a lot less video games. Oh uh, yeah. And uh, no, uh, but it's been awesome. Um, that's probably the biggest change. And then the other big change is I, uh, just been working on music like always, but just kind of doing it a little bit of a different way. I was signed to a record label for the last 10 years and that record label got bought out by another label and it just, uh, wasn't the right fit for mm-hmm. me. And so I, uh, begged my way out of that mm-hmm. deal and, uh, recently got out. And so just been, uh, kind of doing everything independent, which is a ton of fun. I, before I was doing Christian music, I was in the pop you know, R&B stuff out in L.A. and signing to label there. And all, I mean, it's just I've been doing it for long enough to where I produce and write all my own music and mix it. And so I just realized I'm like, I could probably do this on my own. And so uh, hmm. it's it's kind of a fun, crazy time for me. It's, uh, and I just can kind of, if I decide I'm going to release a new song tomorrow, I don't have to <laughs> like go through true. any cool. yeah. red tape or anything. Nice. I just release it. And it's fun. And so, yeah, it's a little bit of an exciting time. You do have a song that we're playing on WCSG right now called Nothing's Beyond Broken. Mm -hmm. You want to just share a little bit about that? Well, and and that was the first song I wrote. The moment that I got out of my deal, Hmm. that was the one I did. So I I said, what do I want it to sound like? What do I want to write about? There's no rules, nothing. And and I wrote that song and and produced it. And years ago, I had a song called Seven Times Seventy, which I wrote about my family coming from a broken home kind of thing. And when that song came out, the day my first record came out, it it was kind of awkward because my dad didn't know about that song or my mom. And so it's kind of awkward when you release a song. (laughs) You know, my dad had heard, my dad did some music when I was younger. And so I'd always send him demos when I write songs. And so you can imagine when the song comes out, my dad hears the songs like, I haven't heard this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's about us, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, He texted me that day and said, 
Hey, if this is a real song and it's about me, I just want to say I'm I'm sorry for my failures and mistakes. Mm. Wow! But but God has the ability to take something that's broken and make it better than it was. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so awesome. And, and I saw that kind of come to fruition because my mom did not really respond the same way. Oh. <laughs> it was kind of awkward at first um, for a while actually. But what was cool is it it started conversations mm. that ended up my mom ended up giving her life to the Lord mm. about a couple years later because of conversations with that song and she learned about forgiveness and healing and all that Mm. and so it's been a an awesome time to see that and i and so before every show when i would sing seven times 70 i say god has the ability to take something that's broken and make it better than it was you know there's nothing there's no situation no circumstance and that that is too big too great for him and and so i as I was sitting down going, what do I want to write about? I said, I want to take what my dad told me all those years ago mm. and turn that into a song. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in my own personal life that he has that, that he can do it. If you would have said to me 10 years ago that down the line, you know, you're, you're going to be able to have dinner with your mom and your dad in the same room, I'd be like, you are insane. Mm. I'm like, there's not a chance in the world. My mom... I always joke with her, like, kind of sarcastically, because, you know, when your parents get divorced, and especially now, it's like I live in Nashville, and I go home to Dallas, and all right, it's like I still, you know, I got to go here, you know, it, oh, it, it, even when you get older, it's yeah. still, it's like, yeah. I mean, it was worse when I was a kid, but it's still, it's like, I'm like, okay, we're going to have Christmas dinner here, and then Christmas mm, dinner yeah. here, you yeah. know, which is great, because you get two dinners, but, <laughs> uh, so if you're hungry, it's good, but it's just, uh, you always just wish, you're like, I would just wish we could sit down, I mean, you know, you get older, it's like, Time kind of heals some things, and but you're it just all, didn't. It you're just, all adults, and you hope that you can. Yeah, all just it's like, yeah. come on, you know, let's just have some turkey, you know, uh, or in our family's case, tacos. That's what we always mm. make. Do you and really? So, solid. Really? Solid. The family talks Thanksgiving, Christmas tacos. tacos. Oh. So my grandma used to cook them every Saturday. Tacos, and then on, and then we watch the Cowboys on Sunday. I love tacos. That. <laughs> it was weird. I don't, mm. I don't like, and I love them. This is my favorite food to this day. Um, but. <laughs> It's like maybe because it's an emotional thing. Yeah, uh, could be. But uh, a couple years ago, actually, I, I go to my mom's house to hang out for a little bit with my brother and my sister, and, and the doorbell rings, supposed to be pizza. I open up the door, and the pizza dude's all up in the door, and I'm like, whoa. And I look up, and it's my dad. And I'm like, when did you start working for Pizza Hut? <laughs> and, like, and I look down, and he's got like a, this, bar- this bag of barbecue. I'm like, what's going on here? And I look at my brother and sister. I'm like, do y'all know about this? They're like, they're this wide-eyed like me. They're like, what's happening? And my mom reached out to my dad when she knew I was coming in town and worked it out mm-hmm. and said, would you want to do this? And he's like, of course. Like, oh, that's And so he brought over barbecue and we all had hmm. dinner. And of course, my fiance at the time was like, this is kind of crazy. That's <laughs> 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 something you'd been hoping for for so long. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Big time. And so we, we got a picture together. I, of course, I was like, we got to get a picture together. So we got a picture together. And the only other picture I have of me and my family is... I was about five years old, and I have it sitting on my dresser at home. Hmm. So you can imagine when I land in Nashville, I went straight to Walgreens and oh, printed out absolutely. that new picture. Yeah. And I was like, I need a frame. And I go to Target. Give me a frame. <laughs> I go home, and I put it next to the other one, and I said, nothing is too big for God's like He can take something that's broken, make it better than you ever thought it could mm-hmm. be. And so when I th- sing that song, I literally think of those two pictures mm-hmm. sitting next to each other. And so yeah, I put it with a little bit more of a fun feel, but like w- there's times when I'm singing it just the, like when I do it acoustic or something, or just me in the roads and, or piano, if you want to call it that, um, that I'm like, I'm like, whoa, this is a lot heavier than you when you sing it like this, like uh, it's getting emotional over here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Don't think Well, Chris, we'd like to play a quick game with you to help ease you into the fun of the podcast. It's called Don't Think, Just Answer. You've got 60 seconds, 60 seconds to answer as many short answer questions 
as we can give you, okay? All Don't right. think about it. Just just answer. We're going to start with Jeremy. We're going to work our way around and just keep right. answering, okay? Yep. Yep. I'm scared. you, you got to beat, beat 23 to beat St- Stephen Curtis Chapman. SCC. Yeah. Yeah. SCC. All right. That's how he's known around here. Yeah, All right. right. Ready? Three, two, one. Talk or text? Talk. Book or movie? Movie. Hang gliding or water? Whitewater rafting? Whitewater rafting. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Smarties or sweet tarts? Sweet tarts. Cake or pie? Cake. Iced or hot tea? Hot. Disney World or Universal? Disney World. Cats or dogs? Cats. Augustus Gloop or Caesar Augustus? <laughs> Caesar <laughs> Augustus. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Pleats or no pleats? No pleats. Bowling alley or roller rink? <laughs> roller rink. Be too hot or be too cold? Cold. Pacific or Atlantic? Pacific. Boys to men or all for one? Boys to men. <laughs> high, high tech or low tech? High tech. Macaroni salad or potato salad? Macaroni. InSync or Backstreet Boys? InSync. <laughs> Dude or bro? Dude. Starry night or sunny days? Starry. Uh, amusement park or day at the beach? Amusement park. Cut your sandwiches into rectangles or triangles? Rectangles. Oh. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Da Vinci or DiCaprio? <laughs> DiCaprio. <laughs> uh, bike or run? Bike. Movie at home or in theater? At home. Biscuit love or loveless cafe? Biscuit love. Ooh, you got that in just in time. Yeah. And that's true. That's yeah. true. Loveless you cafe is the most flying. overrated really? place in Franklin. I saw, uh, sorry to the people who own that, but it's Biscuit Love is way better. Yeah. If you're going to go to Nashville, you go to Biscuit Love, not Loveless. Do you also I do the um, hot chicken? Oh, yeah. You're into that? I like hot chicken. Yeah. 66655. Five, five. 28? Wow. Oh, you are flying. Wow. Hey, Stephen Curtis, won't you dive into those numbers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Got served. Saddle off. So I just took a stab at Stephen Curtis, but let me just also say I didn't grow up with, in Christian music. Mm-hmm. And so. When I got into the industry, I was very new to like, I didn't really know there was a Christian music industry. So Starry Night came out and I was like, my gosh, a lot of people like Christian music. <laughs> I was like, I should have been doing this for a while. Uh, and I, I was into a little bit of the worship stuff. So like I get more like nervous around people like Crowder mm-hmm. or Tomlin. I'm like, oh, hello, Mr. Crowder, sir. Uh, uh, and, and so like when Stephen Curtis, you know, it was funny, like when I'd be at events and like Stephen Curtis or Michael David Smith walk in the room, everyone does that to them. And I'm like, I literally don't know any of their music mm. <laughs> because right. I just didn't grow I, yeah. I didn't, that was a little bit before uh-huh. I was in the industry. And so I was doing an event, a charity golf thing, you know, and, and I'm like all decked out in my golf gear and I sing, you know, a s- couple songs and it's just me and Stephen Curtis and he sings a few songs. And I, by this time I maybe knew a little bit of it, but I hadn't done anything with him, you know, and, and so I get to hear him just sit and play acoustic guitar and sing some songs and talk to the crowd. And I was like, that dude is seasoned. Yeah. I'm like, my Gosh, I'm like, let me just sit. Can you just keep going and take some notes yeah. over here? Because mm-hmm. it, it was so good. And I was just like, well, that's why you've been, that's why you're still doing this because you are that good. And I mean, he just sounds, he still sounds, sounds so really good. good. And he can he play is, the guitar. Like he's just, he, like you said, he's just so good. Yeah. He'd make you laugh and cry in, in mm-hmm. the same minute, you mm-hmm. know, and you're like, when people can do that, I'm like, woo. I'm yeah. like, you're the yep. man. You got yeah. something. Yeah. Well, Chris August, our special guest, you have brought us great songs about forgiveness and restoration, as you have talked about, and of course, love. But seven years ago, you also informed the world that you love candy. Yeah. You love the candy. That's true. So much so that you wrote a song to celebrate that love, and we would like to test your knowledge of candy with a little thing we call Two Truths and a Lie, and we each have a set of three candy facts, and you have to figure out which one's a lie. So, Brittany, take us away. Okay. First, 
Oreo has offered a Swedish fish variety Oreo. That's number one. Number two, although different colors, Smarties are actually just two flavors. Hmm. And number three, Reese's peanut butter cups come with a paper layer because it helps in the manufacturing process of the peanut butter. Hmm. Can the rest of us guess as well? Yeah. Mm. That's hard. He has to guess first, though, because he can't be Uh, swayed by... I I would probably say the the middle one, the sweet tarts or Smarties, that's that's going to be the lie. You are correct. Oh. They're actually all different flavors. Are they, they really? Are? Yes. They all taste They're not and all the, the same. And the green one? They all yeah. taste like chocolate. Guess, chocolate. Guess, what, <laughs> guess what flavor the green one is? Green apple. Lime? Dang it. Come on, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Everything green in candy <laughs> world is green apple. Green apple. That's it's not true. everybody's least favorite Sometimes flavor. Sometimes Sometimes watermelon. Green skills are lime. Yeah. I, I love green apple, too. sour green apple. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, man, that's where I'm going. Okay. Yes. How do you feel about the caramel apple suckers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Give me those. Man, yeah. I don't want to suck. I've had them in a long time. <laughs> okay. I forgot how good they were. Here we go. Uh, two truths and a lie. Okay, atomic fireballs are made from the same spicy molecule as hot peppers. What? Hmm. The Dum Dum's mystery flavor is produced by a necessary accident. The flavor is created when the sucker-making machine switches over from an old flavor to a new flavor, or mixing pop rocks and soda pop can cause your stomach to explode. <laughs> I go with the last one. Okay. All right. So easy. Oh. easy. I'm sorry. I feel like that trended like when we were kids. Yes. It was an urban yes. myth for a long oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. If you mix Mentos and, and Diet Coke, Coke yeah. that'll explode. That, yeah. I believe there's a hotline to dispel that urban myth that uh, uh-huh. either Pop Rocks or Soda Pop companies put out there to ease people's fears about that happening. Can you you can enjoy your snack and yeah. soda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but has anybody done the whole Mentos Soda thing, no, like I have. I've seen in it their stomach. Not in their stomach. Oh no, 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 I've no, seen no, it no, in no. The, yeah, yeah. Thing, but not yeah, in I stomach. don't think it works in the stomach. No, it's something about bile. I would I hope it, not. Yeah, you, <laughs> you have to like. It, it also, like, you like. You have to open it up, put it in there, and close it really fast to. So it, it's giving so it no air. Builds up the pressure. Oh, right? interesting. Okay. When you were a kid, were you like a mischievous like troublemaker? Would you do stuff like that? Uh, I don't think I would do that. No. No. I. That's Seems surprising like he would to me. Be kind yeah. of a, yeah. Well, I did. I I went through a phase where me and my friend did some dumb stuff. Like when our, for some reason, it, it's so different now. Like from when I was a kid. Like my, what, I, I was literally in elementary school. I mean, I remember being really young, and my parents were working, and my friend's parents were working, and for some reason. They just thought, well, we'll drop Chris off over at Brian's house. <laughs> and they'll babysit each and other. Yeah, that's literally what they thought. We will babysit each other. Yeah. Yeah. The dumb things that I did during that. Like two we, negatives equal a positive or something. Yes. Like, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. like we were doing everything dumb. We would like one thing, and I'll just admit this, one thing that we did, he had all sorts of stuff in his refrigerator. Like my household was the opposite. We didn't have anything. Like it was just like you got corn dogs in a freezer and you're good. And yeah. like we, he had every single thing in his fridge and his pantry was insane. So we used to take it all and make potions <laughs> and then we would pour it on people's mailboxes. <laughs> nice. And it was the grossest looking thing uh, you've ever seen. On the mailbox or oh, in we, the mailbox? No, on it. Not in it. Just on it so they had to touch it when they opened Ew. it. Oh, yeah. thought it was funny back then. Yeah. I feel bad now. I'm like, man, if someone dealt my mailbox, I'd be upset. Yeah. But and, like, it's going to circle around. It's going to happen to you oh, the hose never reaches to the mailbox. Yeah, that's not yeah. Yeah. over by the curb. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, unless yeah. you're going to the door, and that's, yeah, someone, that's pretty bold. Yeah. <laughs> and well, for some reason, you think we would go away. We did it to like, its next door neighbor. I'm like, <laughs> why would we not just go a couple streets over? Right? <laughs> Guys watching you from the front window, like, like you jerk. What are you kids? doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I know you. <laughs> okay, here's mine. <clears throat> 
number one, before Johnny Depp, Gene Wilder, and Roald Dahl, Willy Wonka was a British folk hero over 300 years ago. Number two, the world's largest lollipop weighed more than three Clydesdale horses. <laughs> and number three, in the early 1900s, five cents could get you a candy bar called the Chicken Dinner Bar. Ew. Ooh, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Chicken Dinner Bar. Actually... Willy Wonka was invented by Roald Dahl. It was, he's not a folk hero. Okay, Aww. so that was your lie. And there, was, was, so the there lie. was a chicken dinner bar? There was a candy bar called was in the it? chicken dinner bar. It was like uh, peanuts and chocolate. Oh. Cat yeah. food. And yeah, it was not chicken, chicken dinner. It's not a meal of Ew. sorts. A, a little bit of gravy. Yeah, <laughs> <Ew. laughs> like a gravy dipper. You would dip right. it on the side. Yeah, like a fun dip. Oh, gross. Meat. <laughs> All right, here's mine. Uh, Harry Bow. Uh, the candy company famous mm. for its gummy bears. Yes. You know you like those. Uh, it's actually named after the creator's childhood stuffed teddy bear. Oh, that's uh, cute. The chocolate between the layers of wafer in a Kit Kat bar isn't mm. actually chocolate. And the Golitz Candy Company brand of candy corn has been around since 1898. It should have never been invented. Oh, I like candy corn for like a week. It just go directly in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, haters. Not, so yeah. which one is the lie? I'm just going to say the candy corn thing just because I don't... I don't like candy corn. And the yeah. other two are amazing. Yeah, that one is true. Um, it used to be Probably called Chicken Feet. It is the Haribo thing. Aww. It's actually named after the creator. His name is Hans Regal. So he took the H A from Hans, R I from Regal, and then he's from Bonn, Germany. So the B O from oh, Bonn. So he combined wow. three words to make the yeah. name of the building, Brilliant. or name of the company. And then the what I thought was interesting about the Kit Kat thing is it's the the chocolate in between the wafers is actually recycled Kit Kats. So the ones that don't make it to the candy oh. bar. They just grind them up into this fine paste and stick them in between the wafers. So it's like so a smart. cookie butter. Mm. Kind, kind of, of yeah. Oh, so mm. Kit Kat butter. Good. Oh. See, yeah. now you love them even huh. more. I do. I love Kit Kat. <laughs> I caught my kid one time eating a Kit Kat with the four pieces together and just taking a bite a out sin. of it. Oh. And like, who are you? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, instead that, of yeah. memes it about that. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Psychopath. My yeah. sister, when she was really little, got sick on Kit Kat. And so she was just, she never wanted to eat it. So when we went trick-or-treating, oh, I got, got all, all her Kit Kats. Nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Yes. All right. Mine are all, they have a theme of jelly bellies. Item one. There are many portraits of Ronald Reagan made out of Jelly Belly jelly beans. He loved them so much that a lot of artists decided to make pictures out of them. Um, one is in the Reagan Library. Uh, it's a <laughs> portrait of the former president in front of the American flag made out of 10,000 jelly bellies. Um, number two, jelly bellies have been to every corner of the earth, but they have never been to space. Or number three, at one point, Jelly Belly tried distributing a beer-flavored jelly bean, but then they discontinued it because parents were upset about that. I'm going to say number three. Actually, number two is the lie. They have been to outer space. Um, again, Ronald oh, no, Reagan. I, I, think it, I was thinking they had been to outer space. They ha- I, it was, I, I, was I put thinking. tricky wording in there. Sorry. All right, I've lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, it was Ronald Reagan. He loved him so much that he ordered them to be sent to space in 1983. <laughs> wow. With Sally Ride. Nice. And then I, the Jelly Belly beer thing confuses me because the parents were mad about beer flavor, but they do have a margarita and a strawberry daiquiri. Of course. Come on. So like, how can yeah, you have those true. two and be anti-beer? They're fruitier. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's, I it's, think it's, it's, when you say parents... You really mean moms, and moms are more prone to drink a margarita than a beer. <laughs> that 
I, mm, I guess. I'm just going to hold my tongue. <laughs> as long as they're frozen like a Slurpee. Is yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. If they're yes. like a slushy, then it's more. Oh, that's just a nice Slurpee slushy oh, yeah. right there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's a summertime, summertime beverage. <laughs> All right, Chris, we are not quite done with you yet. Uh, it's time for some fishbowl questions. So we've basically each come up with a couple questions. We're going to randomly draw them out, and then you get to answer them. Okay. Do you have any idea of your personality type, like Myers-Briggs? And I never know how to pronounce this. Enneagram? Enneagram. Enneagram. What, I, I, all I know is I don't. I have no idea what my personality type is. Um, I would probably say awesome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, uh, I don't know, but... Every, for some reason, I think that Enneagram thing is popular right now or mm-hmm. something because everywhere I go, people, what's your Enneagram number? I'm like, you must be whatever the annoying one is. I don't know. But apparently, though, it is maybe something good to do uh, with your wife or something. So maybe you can learn how to love each other. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, like a new modern love five languages. Five love languages. Yes, yes. Yes. Now we've got more than five. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, <how> many, <laughs> now there's ten. I'm like, Good man, luck. we've gotten more complicated. <laughs> I blame we're, we're not easy people. Apple. Uh, yeah, Steve may, Jobs I, th- I feel like it's just like the modern version. Version of like the horoscope, you know. Yeah, kind of, oh, yeah. I know yeah. my astrological sign. Yeah. yeah, I guess it could be like that. That says everything about me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. What's something you really nerd out over? Music gear. Really? Uh, oh yeah. So I, I love more the behind the scenes stuff. When I started making music out when I was fifteen, my dad had this old four track tape recorder in the attic. You know, when my parents split up, he he had he was doing music. This is back in like 89, 90, 91 and then. Um, so he always wanted to do it for a living and be an artist and a songwriter and all that. And he so he would make these little recordings on this four-track tape recorder. And so years later, when I got into it, you know, when I was 15, I got up in the attic and pulled this old four-track tape recorder, this old rolling drum machine. And I had this little cheap keyboard from service merchandise and a cheap little guitar from Guitar Center that just hurt my fingers so much. And I didn't really know how to use any of it, but I just... This is before YouTube and all that. I still don't really know how I learned how to play music. I'm like, who, how did I learn that? But <laughs> I just did over the years, and I, I would get so I got I got pretty good at making something sound good on that four track. So by the time like the computer stuff came along, when I could afford like to get a little Dell computer and put a, I download this like free program off the internet, record music, and then all of a sudden, then I got a little better at that, and I just kept you know upping it. And so like to this day, my some of my favorite stuff is I learn um. Uh, just all the gear stuff behind it, the preamps and the mics and, you know, different compressors and all that stuff. Like, I could talk about this stuff for hours. Well, if you could make a 20-second phone call to yourself at any point in your life, present or future, when would you call and what would you say? I would probably do it right before I was getting myself into the Christian music industry. Mm. Uh, there's things that I, I wish I could go back and do a little differently and... I would just tell myself, like, maybe just a better way to go. And, and this is more, like, business-related and stuff, but I've just learned so much, you know, over the last 10 years of being in this industry that I didn't know when I got into this industry, I I had just rededicated my life to Christ. I mean, I literally, like, left L.A. I was signed to Geffen Records, and Joe Simpson, who's Ashley and Jessica's dad, was my manager, and I was touring, opening for Ashley and producing stuff with Jessica and—, and partying every night and i mean it was just that it was what i did in Atlanta. it was not going to church um it's not like dallas where there's a church on every mm-hmm. corner you know and so i i had literally just 
walked away from that life and just got back involved in church, wrote Starry Night, the night I rededicated my life to Christ, recorded it that night. That vocal that's on the radio was done that night in the middle of the night. We didn't change it. Um, And so, uh, and then like all of a sudden, two months later, I'm getting calls from Nashville saying, this is a hit song. And I'm like, Starry Night? Like, what? I, I mean, I'd written all these pop songs and boom, I was in the Christian industry. It's funny. It's like the labels and stuff, like they just, here you go, go out and tour 200 shows a year. And I just got back involved in church and I moved to Nashville and you're gone every Sunday. So I have no church. Mm-hmm. I have no community. I have no no one going, hey, you doing all good? Like mm-hmm. you don't have that. And I think people just assume, oh, I was a Christian artist. I'm like, it was, it was very far from the truth. And mm-hmm. it took me five years to figure out that I was going to have to be very aggressive in finding that community and be on like, I'm going to have to make that happen for myself because it's not, it's going to be hard. No one's going to give it to me. Yeah, and so there was just different choices I made along the way that I was like, man, I wish I could tell, I wish I could go back and tell myself, don't do that. Don't, Mm. and and go this route. You know, don't worry about this over here. You know, whether it was touring, learn how to say no to things because you don't, you know, you can't please everybody Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, you know. Yep. All right. What's your favorite little dive restaurant? Hmm. Dive restaurant. Well, this isn't a dive restaurant, but it's a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> and there's only one of them, but it's in. Uh, it's outside of Dallas, Texas, called Casa Milagro. Translated means House of Miracles, and that's what it is. Um, but they have the best tres leches cake um, and the best chicken fajitas I've ever had. Oh, that's, um, that's so and it, it's really good. All right. Uh, did you feel like you've especially had to love the month of August throughout your life with that being your last name? <laughs> well, since, you know, this is yeah, th- it's actually my middle name. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it mm-hmm. was my, my great-grandpa's middle name, my grandpa, my uncle, and then mine. Mm. And so my last name is Megert. M-E-G-E-R-T. And the fact that I even have to spell, that's why I have to do it. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when, when I was when I was playing Little League Baseball, the amount of times that my name got said correctly was never. You know, <laughs> now it's about Chris McGirt, Megert, you know, I'm like, You're just adding letters in there at this point. They aren't even there. Uh, so I, at one point I was like, I'm just going to start telling people it's French like Major, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I just, so I decided, I was like, let's just go with the middle name, you know, and so August, yeah. But then, of course, Everywhere you go, people, I mean, literally last night I play a show and, and the guys, you know, Chris September. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, mm. come on. Like, it, it's it's always that month too. Like, you know, it's, I'm like of all months, you know, just any of Chris them. May. It's always yeah, September Chris and it's always the same joke. And then, and then oh. they always just look at me and I'm like, I, that's I funny. Nothing. I just try to sympathy laugh. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> September, August, I get it. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Dad jokes for days. Well, if they introduce you like that at a show, I mean, just get up and start singing Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. And yes. like, hey, you if this remember? is what you people want. Yes. 21st day of August. <laughs> uh, what movie title best describes your life? Uh, that was mine. That was Ace Ventura. That's a good one. Ace Ventura. Are you a yes. pet detective? Because I am a pet detective. Uh, mostly not... It, 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 maybe the, the title doesn't describe my life, but... The plot the, does? The plot. <laughs> now, I, just, I one time saved Dan Marino. Um, there, was, there was a ring uh, with a diamond uh, Finkel, and Einhorn, Einhorn, the... Finkel. Um, uh, uh, you wanted to go to the dolphin? You can get to know the dolphin. HDSA, your service has something new. All righty then. That's a lovely dog there. Mind if I pet it? Wow. Uh, wow. I, uh, so you know Courtney Cox. 
Yes, no. she's <laughs> great. Um, no, I there's just something I always joke about how that movie changed my life because I I remember I literally you're probably the only person who could say that. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. He didn't say positively. Oh, that's, it's true. No, 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 it's very positive. But okay. it's like it just I was like that's the funniest thing I'd ever seen, and, and mm-hmm. it just it gave it just put this silly thing in me, and like all my favorite movies are. You know, probably pretty funny, other than maybe like Shawshank Redemption. You know? Sure, <laughs> not, sure. Funny. Um, not funny. Not funny, no, uh, no, no. but probably does have some funny parts to it. Yeah. But, um, but you know, it's like all, you know, all those movies like Tommy Boy and Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. and you know, and even stuff like Forrest Gump. I mean, it was just it was just things that I, I always felt like those were the my best movies. You know, and so even though maybe the title doesn't, you know, I I cheat a little bit, but. Sure. That song changed. The movie changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Bart Millard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if your childhood had a smell, what would it be? Oh, ooh, the well, potions on the mailbox. Yes. So, yes. Do you? Yeah. So now, just a tidbit of information: I can't smell now. Oh. I've lo- when I had what? my brain injury back in 2012, I lost my sense of smell. Set on the scooter, skateboard. Yeah, on the skateboard. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I to this day I can't smell anything at all whatsoever. So. It's hard now because I've sort of forgotten what things smell like. So does oh, that mean you don't have a, a sense of taste the, either? It's, some things I cannot taste. Some things I can. So I don't know the science behind that or why. I think I'm assuming with the ta- certain things yeah, because yeah, yeah. of taste buds you can still taste. But there's definitely hmm. things that because I can't smell, mm-hmm. I cannot taste it. Oh. Um, mm. So I definitely – it is possible for me to eat healthier. I don't really, but <laughs> I could. I should. Um, you know, I know what it is. Remember those things you blow up and then you punch them and they come back up? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the smell of what that mm-hmm. plastic mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what my childhood smelled like. That's huh. good. I love yeah. that smell. That's a really mm-hmm. good, that good smell. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, favorite breakfast cereal? Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Easy. Hmm. Can you still taste that or smell that? Hmm. Well, you know, there's, there's certain <laughs> things I'm like, I don't know, because you don't necessarily know when you're not tasting something. You're like, am I tasting? I think I can taste this. Mm. You know, but it's definitely a, I feel like I could taste Fruity Pebbles. But... Maybe it's just like a memory thing. Yeah. Like yeah. your brain remembers how right. it Trust smelled. Me, I wonder all the time. I, it's d- definitely, I'm like, all right, texture is everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll get a couple more. Uh, have you ever had any strange or funny nicknames? Hmm. Chris September. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that, gosh. Get that one all the time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I've never had really any strange ones. People, because my last name is Megert, people would call me Meggie. Then it was August, and then people called me Augie. I'm like, <laughs> what is with that? Um, I, I, other it's not than like I it saves syllables or anything. No. It's the yeah. same way. Yeah. Huh. I think they just thought it was funny. I don't know. Mm. My sister, when I was young, would call me Gus Gus because of August, mm. and I hated that. Um <laughs> And she still to this day will try calling me that, and I'm like, I don't hate it anymore. <laughs> Do you have any phobias? Buried alive. Ooh. Really? Ooh. Yeah. That is literally like the last way I would like to die. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do any other thing, and that that would be my number one. I have it as a weird phobia. Like I get claustrophobic, and if I even start thinking about it, like if you, I don't even want to be thinking about wrapped up in a blanket. Like, like mm. a taco, I will freak out. Even I'm though like, you love tacos, you I just do don't want like to be one. Eat them. I don't, don't want to be one. So sleeping <laughs> bags are like a no-go then. It's hard. <laughs> I have to definitely have it open quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we uh, just read a story earlier this week that uh, Six Flags is doing a promotion where if you spend 30 hours in a coffin, oh, um, it's, they'll provide you with snacks and drinks. You get six-minute bathroom break every hour. And a phone charging And a phone charging station, station oh, in there. That's fine. Right. Wait, is it like, is the lid closed? Yes. The lid is closed. You get oh. two passes. You win 
Three hundred bucks, bucks and think. a casket. You get the casket. Two passes for life for uh, season passes. Just, to six uh, I think it's just an annual pass. That is the dumbest. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not thinking you're signing up for that. I'm not signing up for that. And whoever does, give me your number so I can say that's dumb. I would totally do it <laughs> for well, one season. But, that's like. Fifty dollars. I have the savings on the casket. Those things are thousands of <laughs> you, you're dollars. Getting fed, you're right. It's quiet. You get to keep the, the casket. Yeah. break. People yeah. aren't bothering die, you. Yeah. There's a charging you just station. You have to figure out casket. where to store it. So you That's can just great. watch Netflix for thirty totally. hours. You could catch you up on Netflix. I don't like Six Flags yeah. that much. Or wherever it is, whatever amusement park. The headstone. If you're in that casket, your headstone says like. In Six Flags in the Sky, <laughs> or, <laughs> or something. I don't know. Like, Chris Brandon Brandon death death brought to you by no, Six Flags. Yeah. Exactly. The old. Remember they had the old creepy man who did the dancing commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he <laughs> somehow <laughs> has to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's dancing on your castle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one final one. What's something? Uh, what's been something you learned about your wife since you've got married? Hmm. Hard one for you. What does your wife do? Is she a hairdresser? She's a hairstyle. Okay. Yeah, hairdresser styles. Whatever you. Do you she let her actually, cut your hair? The, the, I, or I, 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 she doesn't like doing men's cuts. So okay. I thought, so here I was, like, oh, I'm a married scrub. i free haircuts for life now. <laughs> Which is and huge then, savings, by the way. Great savings. <laughs> and then not only does she not like to do men's hair, so she's like, just go to the guy you always went to. But now, so I have to still pay for mine. And now, hers, my gosh, women's hair's. <laughs> Crazy expensive. Yes. But she and she has to have nice hair because oh, yeah, yes. you people you, you don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. You have to. And so I'm like. So not only do I not am I not saving on my haircut. You're spending but more. Now <laughs> I'm spending more on hers. I'm huh. like this. This messed up. Um, I probably say um, one of the funnier things that I learned, which I maybe knew this to a little bit of an extent, but I had no idea how much she loves Lifetime. Movies <laughs> and, and Hallmark movies at Christmas. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah they're, they're coming. Like they're a coming. Week. Yeah, I watched one with oh my, my wife gosh. the other day. What? Like, I know. It's what so was hard. it? Uh, it was. Oh boy. Holiday. They're all, they're all the, the same. A prince for no, Christmas. No, it was. It was. It was a prince for. Too. It was the Netflix yes. one. A prince yes. for Christmas. That's what it was. Yeah. It was so cheesy. So bad. It's. I've seen them all so at this bad. point. And it's. What's crazy to me? <laughs> it's the same actors and actresses. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I'm same like, because they don't have to learn any more yes, lines. It's yeah. the same people, basic plot every time. They put it in a like, different city. That's got to be the gig. Like you just. They're filming them all year. You're set. You're getting paid. Every year there's new ones. The uh-huh. same people, right. same directors, mm-hmm. same They just draw sticks. Cars. Draw draw same kind of like movie. Christian movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Sign him up. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it is hilarious. And, and even some of the TV shows she watch, watches are very similar to that, and I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I'll, I, I'll, try, I'll watch some of them with her because I'm like, I, I want to – Hang out time. with her, sure. but yeah. <laughs> so, I'm what like, would be your choice if you got to choose? What would you watch? I like Sports Center and <laughs> The Office. You know? Yes. And so, I, she had never seen The Office when we got married, and so one thing that we do is we watch shows. We watch TV shows together. So there, there are a, definitely a handful that we love mm-hmm. that we both watch together. And so we started with the first one when we got married. We was we watched House. Uh-huh. From the very first oh, yeah. episode all the way through, yeah. which took a while. So that show was on a long yeah, time, mm-hmm. but we got into it and we loved it. And then, then it was like, okay, now let's we wa- re- rewatch Friends. Mm-hmm. So oh, that all the way through, show. and I was like, great that show, show holds up. I couldn't believe how funny mm-hmm. it still mm-hmm. was. I'm like, the mm-hmm. funny show, which I would be Chandler in that uh, in that mm-hmm. group of people. I can see that. <laughs> uh, and then we, you know, we just kept. There's more shows that we've watched, and you know, we're currently watching The Arrow. You know, mm-hmm. which is 
that's about as close. It gets pretty cheesy on that show. <laughs> My husband watches that. I can't. I know. I try, I can't. There's definitely we, every time we say to each other, like, "Why are we still watching a show? It's so dumb." And then we just, but you're hooked. At some point, you're like, "I, I gotta know what happens." Yeah. Like, yeah. what's gonna happen? Uh, uh, so you love The Office. What's your favorite episode? The, okay. Um, oh, it's so hard. It's yeah. so. Be, Please don't say dinner party. Dinner party? Oh gosh, that's not the most. Is that the one where they go to Michael's? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people say that's their no, favorite. No, 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 hmm. not at all. You know, honestly, the first one that came to my mind was Diversity Day. Yeah, yes. which is right where it starts. Yes. Like, yeah, I couldn't when I season went back two, to, right? Yeah, no, no, that's, that's season, season one. Season like, one. It's like the second or third episode. Yeah, so we know like, where we're going now. I mean, it was like <laughs> Mr. Brown. And, yeah, like when you go back and and watch it because I I watched it two times all the way through by myself, mm-hmm. and so she had never seen it. So I said, "Baby, I just give it a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to give it like into the first season. Yeah, yeah. let yes. the character yep. develop. Yes. Where Michael's hair gets much better. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Does, season yeah. one is real bad. Oh, Less hair plugs, more hair. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. And so yeah, diversity day. I was like, I cannot believe that was like the second or so episode. I was like, wow, I came out swinging. <laughs> but is, like, it's so crazy because my son and my daughter are in high school, and that's the show the high schoolers are watching oh, yeah. right now. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and none of them have ever spent any time in an actual office. So I don't know. <laughs> but they find how it they funny. It's so funny because. They've never yeah. been in an office. Yeah, that's but. true. Huh. Yeah, they. You know, I I can't remember which cast member this was. It was Andy. Oh, Ed, Ed, Helms. Ed Helms. Because he was saying people will come up, young people will come up to him on the street and go, "Ready, did, did, did. You know, <laughs> and he's like, he's like "Yeah," and he's talking about where that catchphrase, like he bullies when he was younger. Would like do stuff to him, and then they would just yell as like their battle cry, like for winning. Oh, he's oh, like, wow. he's like, so I just decided to turn into something good. Now, <laughs> as an artist, musician, how did you feel about his composition of? Um, oh, oh, oh! The th- phone gets thrown up in the ceiling tiles. Um, oh, to, for the longest time. Yes. No. 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 Yes. Hilarious. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I love the episode when when they're fighting for. Uh, one of the girls, they're both him and um, it's not Angela. Oh, it was when a different girl was there. Aaron. 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 Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yep. And Aaron's there, and they're in the break room, and they're him and Dwight, and they're like playing. He's on the banjo, and Dwight's on the guitar. And they're, they're, at first, they're trying to like, oh well, that's okay. And then all of a sudden, it turns into them just jamming, having the time of their lives. Yes. And Aaron just leaves, and she's like, what just happened, you know? And then Toby, of course, yells, "Shut up!" You know, <laughs> Toby's always. <laughs> So it's time to wrap things up. We're back in two weeks with a new episode. As always, thanks for listening to WCSG's Welcome to the Bullpen. We appreciate your support. Don't forget, you can join the show by emailing us at bullpen at wcsg.org. We absolutely love to hear from you. We're also grateful when you subscribe, review, and share Welcome to the Bullpen. It helps us reach more listeners. You can always find WCSG's Welcome to the Bullpen wherever you listen to great podcasts and at wcsg.org the keyword is bullpen all right this is a fun portion of the podcast closing things out with a deep cut and since we have a special guest here who is actually a musician not just one of us who's like i like music too (laughs) um we would like to give you the honor of sharing a deep cut with us so something that maybe people are not familiar with but you think they should be well i have to add one more little thing here before we get to the deep cut if that's okay of course so when you when we started you put this sign on the door it says (laughs) (laughs) exclamation point recording yeah so i was like whoa that's like uh hurt hurt my heart a little bit because it brought me back to a moment 
when I, I was new to the Christian industry and I always like flip out over like people like Crowder, like he's a very creative guy, makes mm-hmm. awesome music and, and the David Crowder band was my favorite. Literally like the tattoo I mean I don't have any tattoos because I'm Crowder, not a sinner, You but, have a Crowder um, tattoo. What? It's, it's not a Crowder tattoo, but it was inspired by one of his songs. The last line of the song says, I'm full of earth and dirt and you and so that mm. is what inspired that tattoo. Wow. You did a tour with him, the so seven I've, tour. Oh yeah, right? I've done many that I've done a handful over the years. That seven tour, tour to cool. this day my favorite yeah. thing. Oh, that's cool. But um we were on Winter Jam, and this is before I didn't know them yet, you know, and I had sort of met them, but I, I really wanted to be friends with them. Little, so they <laughs> you want to come over and watch the office, David? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the whole little Crowder camp, it was just like, they just did stuff that was so creative and cool and, like, mysterious that I just, I wanted to be in on that mm-hmm. somehow. And, and I love, you know, music and recording, and I love that geared tech stuff. And so, like, I, I remember, like, one of the, first couple of weeks all of a sudden we just we all start talking about gear and next thing you know it was like i was in you know mm. and and i can remember we um we all kind of have our on different buses on that winter gym tour it's like 900 buses and a million <laughs> artists for four dollars yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> pretty close yeah and so i uh I, 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 one night, you know, they're like, hey, you should come hang on our bus for a little bit. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is how's it going. So what I go do I wear? And, and I, I, I hang out and we're like watching some like comedy thing and just laughing, having fun. I'm like this, I'm like on their bus and they don't let anybody on their bus. That's the thing. It's like, so then all of a sudden they said, dude, we have an extra bunk. You should just stay on here tonight. And I was like, oh my God. <gasps> wow. I'm trying to act like it's all cool. I said, oh yeah, yeah, let me go get my stuff. And so I, I run over like, <laughs> I was okay. like, get all my stuff. Literally, I like, grab my toothbrush, Call my pillow now. and stuff. Oh. I run back. I said, hey, I'm, I'm I'm staying on a different bus tonight. They're like, all right, whatever, you know. I go, the next day, they're like, where'd you stay? I said, I'm on the, I was on the Crowder bus. And they're like, yeah, right. Like, because they literally don't ever let anybody on their bus. And I was like, no, I stayed on there. Like, I'm like best friends with them now. Uh, Instead so, of swapping manly stories. Yeah, yeah. awesome. And, and so we, we did, we hung out, and I ended up like staying on their bus the rest of the tour. And then they invited me to, to be on the Crowder tour, oh, that, that seven tour, mm-hmm. which was their farewell tour, hmm. um, which I was like, no, I just became best friends with y'all. You gotta call it quits now. Um, but so one of the funniest, funnier memories of that tour of Winter Jam is they were working on a record during their their final record during that tour. So mm. they would they were bringing in all their studio equipment. Um, into their dressing room every day, and wow. they would be recording. Wow. And I'd go in there and can I hit the triangle? Hear, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I just play something. Let me just say I was on it, and I don't remember if it was like a Christmas thing or something. They were, but they were tracking it that day, and but they put a sign on their door, and it said, "Shh, recording, no one enter." Yes, even you, Chris August. <laughs> like, just that they thought it was funny because I was always yeah. bothering them. And You're so, like the little brother. Yeah. Aww. Hey, guys, what are you doing in here? Yeah. Can I come in? Uh, so, yes, when you put that up there, I was like, Oh, just sorry. But it worked out. But you were welcome this time. We could have a welcome sign right here for you. Yeah. There August. you go. So, hey. thank you. Yeah. Next I feel, time, I feel good. Next time, we'll make sure we <laughs> mark <laughs> it up. Even you. So, what's your deep cut? My deep cut is a song called Moonlight. It's off my new record, um, records called Seasons. And so I decided to take on something that was, it, it ended up taking me months. It's definitely the most difficult thing I've ever done musically. Mm-hmm. So I took Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, the first part of it, that is, and decided I was going to turn that into a song. Hmm. And so I I had to first learn it, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I didn't, I taught myself music, so I don't come from like a formal training, but there was always something about that sonata that... Mm. It was just is hauntingly beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I always, always, always have wanted to do this. And so I finally was like, all right, I'm going to sit down and like, and I, I sort of know how to read sheet music, but I, I mean, you couldn't put it in front of me and me just start playing something, but you could play something 
on the radio and I could play it immediately because uh, mm. I'm all ear. So I was like, let me just re-figure out how to read sheet music. So I had to relearn that. Mm. And then I had to like buy the sheet music for it and learn it. And so I, I learned the whole movement of it, um, that part that I was going to work mm. on. And then I have to go, okay, now which parts of that do I want to use for my song? Which changes and all yeah. this? Because now, I mean, pop music is very different from classical music. Yes. <laughs> and so I... I start with just the piano, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to record this. Um, so I start writing it, and I, I figure out, here's the chords I'm going to use. I'm kind of taking a little bit of liberty with it, and and then I, I, I end up writing the whole the whole song, and now I'm like, now I have to record it. Hmm. But when producing it, uh, it's not like normal song where, you know, usually throw a little delay on a guitar and some mm-hmm. reverb, and, and you have CCM music, you know, and it's like, <laughs> hey, we're, you're good to go. I mean, it's like, I mean, Starry Night for me is like, high guitar part you know it's like boom it's a little little delay beautiful little part Mm. nice little melody and the chord is c c c c (laughs) f f f f c c not hard you can make stuff kind of roll over that and sound epic and beautiful and it's not that complicated um i'm not saying it's not hard to do i mean i wish to this day i could ride another starry night uh, but it's it's difficult but when doing moonlight however Literally, the chords change like every beat. It's like, dun, 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 you know, and it's like, and it may be the same root note for two beats, but definitely the right hand that you're playing, all those notes are changing. So you cannot, there's no delay guitar parts going Mm. on. Every single thing changes. Every chord changes. And so then I was like, okay, piano thing does this here, or now I had this guitar idea. So that if I have this one little guitar idea, I have to ch- go and change all the other Everything. stuff on that oh, one beat. Wow. So like, hmm. it was, it took me forever. And so I played literally every instrument on the recording. You couldn't get David Carter to come over? Yeah, so come Carter, on. Come on, man. Um, He's like, I got a the... chain and a trash can. Yeah, I got a way to, <laughs> a way to jam this banjo with yeah. this beautiful sonata. I was trying, I was trying to do it, but he just, he, he, he wouldn't come over. And, uh, and so, yeah, I had to do, I was on my own. And so so I finally finished it, and I sent it to a handful of my friends, and it was like, what do you think of this? And they're like, this is the craziest thing you've ever done. This is probably one of the coolest things I've ever heard. You know, And, uh, and yeah. I remember I sent it to the record label. It was like, check this out. And they were like, sounds like it should be a Christmas song. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Put all that work into you know, it. Maybe I mean, a soundtrack for a Hallmark movie. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I just kind of kept it in my back pocket. Now, once I was independent, mm. um, because it literally doesn't match anything I've ever done. Mm. But when, when you're independent artist, there's no rules. I, I don't care if it doesn't match. Personally, I was I like all sorts of stuff. I like good songs. You know, it could be country. It could be a jazz thing. You know, it could be Michael Buble or Florida Georgia Line. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I, if it's good, I'm going to like it, you know. Um, and so why would I only do songs that sound like Starry Night? I mean... One, that's not even really my musical background. My musical background is like R&B, like yeah. Stevie Wonder stuff. And mm-hmm. so uh, so I just, I, for this record, I had no rules. And it was like, so they'll literally go from song to song. And you're like, well, that didn't sound like the last one. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's all over the place, which But that's kind of how it's, people listen yeah. to music now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It just pretend it's a bunch of singles by different artists. There it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, so yeah, so Moonlight. So this is the, uh, all the instruments in and guitars, rock and stuff. This would be that. Real good. Awesome. awesome. All right. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Steve. And I'm Brittany. I'm Chris. Yay! Welcome to the Land. Night falls blindness. I fall silent in the shadows that remain. I wait still.
goodbye.